Hey everybody, it's the middle of the week and you've waited three full days for a very detailed breakdown of the AFC-NFC Pro Bowl. Well, not to worry, because this is Sports Wednesday. Sports Wednesday. That is the best one yet, I gotta tell you. That was amazing. Joining me as always, first of all, we have the owner of the only David Blatt bobblehead known to exist. That's basketball legend Matt Longley. Coach, are you there? Oh, I'm ready. He is ready to go. I'm Blattastic right now. That's right. And from the frozen basement of Hake House, he paused his binge on Netflix, The Crown, just long enough to look up some facts about the NHL All-Star Game. It's the maestro, Brian Hake. How you doing? We're doing good today. Everybody doing well? Yeah, real good. Really, really inspired by that jingle, Hake. Nice work. So just a quick update, everybody. Uh, you can now find Sports Wednesday on TuneIn. That's uh, if you use TuneIn for your podcast, Sports Wednesday got in there on uh, two days ago. And I've checked and it's there and it's working. The reason why this is important is if you have an Amazon Alexa device, you can now say, Alexa, play the podcast Sports Wednesday, and she will get the latest episode for you from TuneIn. So glad what? to be in the... Yeah. Oh, that's, that's way too cool. <laughs> we here at Hake House have six of those. Holy cow. Have what? you figured have you figured out how to like give each one the name of the room so you can say like call Xander? Yep. Man, see all I do is call home, I ring them all at once. I exaggerate. We have three. Three. Well, That's almost six. A good we've got, a good exaggeration got, always multiplied by two. That's right. We've got four here in my house. So we've got two. Okay. Well let's get right to it, folks. And uh Act one, uh, the main story, is, act one's going to be a bit of a Cleveland-centric act, uh, apologizing in advance for that, but uh, I don't think anybody saw that the Cleveland Indians decided to retire Chief Wahoo in uh, 2019. I know you two both know my take on this, and if anyone listens to my personal narrative podcast, Pete Brown says, I did episode nine uh, about my feelings on Chief Wahoo and how hard it was to grow up loving that team and come to a place where you felt like the logo was ready to be retired. So uh, that was big news this week. Um, Let's start with uh, you, coach. What was your take? Well, I mean, mean, my take, I mean, I'm as big of an Indians fan as, as anyone. And um, it being a traditionalist, people would have thought, Hey, you know, are you upset? And I wasn't upset at all. I'm, I've really fallen under the same, uh, feeling that you have in the past few years. I'm like, it was time to me. It just, it was time for it to go. I'm glad they're doing it. I, I don't know why they have to wait a year, but I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah. That one year waiting period's weird. I think it's going to really embolden the face painters. Oh God. <laughs> oh, the Twitters. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Hake? Yeah, I was, I was surprised it took this long, honestly. Um, especially with, you know, like we got the, with the Miami Redskins changed back in the late 90s, and you got the Braves did it actually in the 80s. So Yeah, yeah, and uh, a lot of college and universities changed their mascots or they came to agreements with the tribes they were named after. So Central Michigan, for example, is the Chippewas, but they came to an agreement with the Chippewa tribe to allow that. And I think the Seminoles of Florida State did the same. I wonder if the, uh, if the, Redskins, the Washington Redskins will... I don't, I'll tell you, Dan Snyder is about as stubborn as you can get. I, I, I don't think they're going to change un, until he either sells or dies. I, I know that sounds awful, but he's 
he's drawn a hard line in the sand on that. Yeah. And the Snyder family, historically, very, very racist. They were the ones that wouldn't draft Ernie Davis when the Redskins had the first pick because he was African-American. So really what a great heritage. Yeah, That's awesome. That's as long really- as the Redskins are in the Snyder family, I don't think we have uh, any chance of seeing movement there. No, that, that Snyder guy is an annoying pissant. So, <laughs> well nice. played. Well, well played. So I, I, um, I was thinking about their plan because they are going to continue to sell the Wahoo gear. And I was thinking about what I think the best name change communication strategy ever was. And I think it was Marquette. So Marquette was known as the Warriors. Right. And then they decided, okay, we're not going to do that. The trustees got together, changed it to the Eagles. And then there's a big backlash. And actually one of their alumni, like this rich guy speaking at commencement said, I'll give this school a million dollars to change the mascot back. So that, <laughs> which is not what you want out of your commencement no. speaker, right? So then Marquette's trustees got together again and said, okay, we're not the Eagles anymore, uh, but we actually changed the name to the Marquette Gold, <laughs> which created a massive backlash. And then everybody's like, change it back to the Eagles, for God's sake. So what they did was they Trojan horsed the Eagles into, into everybody's minds. They're like, all right, you think Eagles is bad? We're going to be the gold. And then everybody's like, no, no, just give us the Eagles. So so what you're saying is that they should call us the Cleveland Dream. <laughs> then they can, hey, they easy, go, <laughs> easy. Then they can go back to whatever they want. Like for That's me, right. I, I think they should go back to the Cleveland Spiders. Or, that would be- know, the Cleveland Royals are wide open. We can battle with K- Kansas City on that. We That's were first. <laughs> or the Naps, you know. Yeah. Yes. We'll just bring back the whole family of Nap. Yeah. So um, – so anyway, props props to uh, the Cleveland Indians, I think, from all three of us. Um, glad to see Chief Wahoo be retired. I hope they do put a lot of that Wahoo stuff into local museums where it can kind of be understood in its proper context. Hey, I got, I got a sweaty hat with the Yahoo on it. I'll, uh, I'll keep it for a while. Nice, nice. Well, and I, you know, when I was in the Peace Corps, guys, I brought like 20 Chief Wahoo hats with me, and I gave them out to everybody. <laughs> So you, well done. Way to spread it. Yeah, I know. So there's this little part of Southern Russia where there's just a lot of Chief Wahoo hats running around. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the coach has got about 16 of them. Oh, I'm sure. I, I do. And the I, coach I, never gets rid of a hat. No, no. So that, that is, that is a problem of mine. So it's yeah, a, I've got them all. He has like a dark room that he—he's the only one with the key to it, and he unlocks it and goes in there, puts the hats on. It's got an ocular a lock on it. Only mine will work. It's—it's—it's it's, it's pretty low low tech though. It's awesome. Nice. Uh, okay, so second second story I wanted to talk about was this trade that went down between the Clippers and the Pistons, uh, sending Blake Griffin to Detroit. I got to be honest, I don't know any of these other guys that were involved, uh, but basically. The Clippers got Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, who I do know, and Boban Moranovic, uh, and Bryce Johnson, Willie Reed, and Blake Griffin went to Detroit and some, I think, some first-round picks first for exchange. Like a protected first in a, in a second round. Now, um, I thought that's an interesting trade. Uh, and then I saw a lot of stories saying that that this is the Clippers putting themselves in position to make a, lo- a run at LeBron James. So that's what I really wanted to talk about. So first of all, Coach, can you tell us if this was a good trade and then – what you think of that second um, LeBron James angle? Well, I mean, the Clippers signed um, Griffin to a gigantic deal right before the season. I think it was for $170 million. When he's 30, 
I want to say 33 or 34, he's going to get 35 and then 39 million his last year of his deal. So, I mean, crazy money. Um, I think the Clippers are just happy to be out from under that. But the other players like Tobias Harris, I've heard him maybe once. Avery Bradley, the the, the Pistons just signed him to a huge deal in the offseason and these other guys – this seems weird. Like I read somewhere that Detroit's just happy to make the playoffs and be out in the first round, and they're happy with that. Hmm. So, <laughs> well, the Cavs did beat them this week, and that's uh, good news for the Cavs turning is, it around a little bit. I don't see them getting, but I'll tell you about the LeBron thing. I, I don't see that at all. Do you think LeBron leaving Cleveland's a foregone conclusion? Yeah, but I don't think it's such a a, a, a given thing that he's going to go to L.A. Everybody thinks that everybody wants to go to L.A. and he keeps I mean, first of all, yeah, he does, but he's probably got a house in a lot of places, <laughs> you know. Do you think he'll leave Cleveland, Hake? Eventually. I, I don't think he's going just yet. You think I he'll heard, sign, sign I, another contract? That's uh, just a hunch. Yeah. Yeah, it, it will be painful to see him go. I did uh, hear, though, that it's always been his dream to, to play for the L.A. Dream. <laughs> I'm never letting that go. I know. And if you're listening Co- to your first coming, sports coming Wednesday from ever. somebody that said Mississippi mud or Memphis mud, that's like the worst. The Memphis mud is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? So if you're new to the podcast, you're going to want to check out uh, last week's episode where we rebranded several NBA teams. Um, Coach came up with the Utah Hive. No, Maestro- Night Snakes. <laughs> Maestro had the Horrible. LA dream, and Horrible. I came up with the Memphis mud. Um, you guys don't even know anybody that lives in LA. You're right, I don't. That's why. That's why they we're asking say, you. They all say when you ask them, "How's it going?" I'm living the dream. That's what they say. I'll take your word for it on that one. I will too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I did want to point out the Cleveland Cavaliers have won two games in a row, and Dwayne Wade celebrated big on Twitter. <laughs> It was almost like a junior high team where he's like, great game, guys. You know, <laughs> the Cavs really, I hope they're starting to get it together. I do think Tristan Thompson being back is helping them out on defense infinitesimally, but it is improved from when Kevin Love played center. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, Tristan Kardashian, he is pretty good. It's <laughs> good to have him back. That Which Kardashian is he associated with? Uh, Chloe, right? I have no idea. It's Chloe. Is I don't he know married to her or is he just dating her? Um, they have a baby coming. I don't. I don't know that they're married though. It wasn't they're, Lamar Odom involved with them at some yes, point. Yes, that's it's. That's a story. That's a all story all in its own. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe Let's next week players. We'll, we'll do a Kardashian breakdown so that uh, we can I figure out their effect. Yeah, yeah. I got a Cavs question for you. I know that you know uh, the hatred runs deep with with uh, Yakim Noah, but I mean, he is on the trading block. Oh, he's good at defense. He, okay. Can I rephrase that statement? <laughs> he was good at defense. <laughs> he's, he's old and bad and crotchety and let him, you know what they're paying him? They're paying him like $17 million to be bad. Uh, so what trade coach, what trade would you make? Who would you bring in to help shore up the defense? I, I think there's only one to make. If you're going to go all in and try to keep LeBron, you got to, you got to, you got to get Deon, you got to get Jordan, DeAndre Jordan. You keep saying you're like a broken record. 
I'm just telling you, I don't love the trade, but I'm just telling you, that's what they want. That's what they're going to do. And if, if Bron Bron goes in there and says, that's what I want, they're going to do it. Is, is Yao Ming still available? He is, but he only has one <laughs> foot left that works. <laughs> so that might not be a great trade, but I'd do that over Yakim Noah a thousand times over. God, I can't stand that guy. Yeah, I know. Everybody hates him. Yeah. He's easy to hate. Easy to hate. How about Carlos Boozer? <laughs> I think we can get Mark Eaton too. Are we throwing out everybody that used to play a long time ago? <laughs> I guess I'm running so out. He can of really room. protect the rim. Maybe yeah, Tom Chambers can... can show up as well. That'd be great. Phil Hubbard. Phil Hubbard. He could shoot a three for us. So, just a real right. quick update: the uh, the Cavs are losing to the Detroit Pistons as we speak right now. What's the score? They're losing by four. One hundred two ninety eight. How many points quarter. does Blake have? Well, I don't know if he's playing yet. Oh, come on. We'll find out. Do you have an Ohio State score for us? They won tonight. Yeah. Yeah. They won by 16. Over Indiana. Yeah. That game was never in question, too. It was a good game. Oh, man. That's why we have the coach on. He actually watches the games. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. That's right. Okay, so I think that wraps up Act 1. Coach, you want to take us into the commercial break? Yeah. Sports Wednesday is brought to you by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played. The reason you've never played it? It's not on the market yet. That's right. The coach and I invented this game in 2003, and every week you get to follow our progress in trying to get it to market. And this has not been such a good week for that, has it, Coach? No, and I do have a little bit of an update. You know how we talked about how I was going to 3D print those, those the dice? Yes. Well, I did attempt it, and it went badly. So um, I'm, I'm going back to the drawing board. I mean, there was filament all over the place. So I think my design was not good. So I'm going back to what they call the drawing board, and I'm going to try again tomorrow. Okay. Hopefully <laughs> there is a special dice that we need, a custom dice, so that when you play defense, it'll show you if you blocked it or fouled the guy or if the shot got off cleanly. And uh, right now in the prototype set, it is a dice that I've taped paper over. <laughs> It works something Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad at least that was progress. I have um, something to add here. And, and so, folks, you know, you can go to hoopsters.store and give us your email address. And that way you'll be in the know when these sets come to market. You'll be the, among the first people to get them at hoopsters.store. You can also go to sportswednesday.com and go to our newsletter sign up. We still have had no signups. So, uh, and guys, this could be you, it could be your kids. The first person to sign up, at hoopsters.store for the for the email newsletter will receive from me a Chicago White Sox lapel pin. Ooh, I'm in. I'm so, going to sign up as we speak. <laughs> if there's any Chicago White Sox fans out there, this is a nice looking lapel pin. Uh, I actually got it. I, was, I went to an, a, White, a White Sox game against the Indians uh, this summer, and I bought my daughter an Indians hat while we were there at the park, and it came with a White Sox lapel pin on it. That seems weird. Yeah, like like they're saying, here's where you bought this. <laughs> I thought maybe it was lapel pin day. <laughs> yeah, lapel pin day would be nice. Yeah, so it and God knows what this mascot is. It's like a giant sock in a baseball uniform carrying a bat that says White Sox. Yeah, I really want that. <laughs> maybe in the future we should rebrand all sock themed teams. Yes, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. 
Is that enough for hoopsters? I, th- I feel like we covered it. That's I think enough. we did. I it's think we're enough. good. <laughs> All right. Maestro, you got any transition music for us? Nice. Maestro's in the basement mixing up the medicine. I love it. All right, Act 2, we're moving on to the Super Bowl. Uh, let's start here. I want to talk about your favorite Super Bowl ads of all time, and I'll drop some little clips in here in post. But, Coach, do you want to tell us which one you picked? Yeah, I picked the Snickers ad with uh, with Betty White. and um... Mike, what is your deal, oh, man? Oh, come on, man. You've been riding me all day. Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend said. Oh, baby. Oh, 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 I, it's it's so clever. I I just I, I, they, I know they do a lot of those Snickers ads about when you're hungry, you're not your own person. But is she is she playing football in it? What yes, happened? that's the football one where she comes in. It's <laughs> it makes me belly laugh, and to me that 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 knocked it out she of the park. Gets, she gets tackled in the mud, doesn't she? Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> well, and you know, you know Betty White when LeBron left Cleveland, they they replaced his giant. Um, poster that was downtown with on the Betty wall? White. Yeah. With Betty White. And it said Betty White still loves Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. We can we can connect anything to Cleveland in this podcast. We really can. It's it's six degrees. Maestro, you're supposed to stop us from being too Cleveland centric. It's it's like a freight train. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hake, what what about you? What's your favorite Super Bowl well, commercial? You know, when you when you first uh requested it Mean Joe came to mind, obviously. Oh, sure. And, That's uh, a classic. And Where's the Beef was another one. Um, but you know, the one that sticks out to me, and I think because maybe even because what Coach said, uh, it's it's footballish, and that's that Reebok ad with uh, Terry Tate. Oh yeah, office linebacker. Yeah, I, I love that. And it just it was just good tie into to football, and 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 it was funny, and it was different. Some people said I was crazy when I brought Terry on board, but I'm a firm proponent of paradigm breaking, outside the box thinking. And since Terry's been with us, our productivity has gone up 46%. (laughs) Break was over 15 minutes ago, bitch! I am an enforcer, man. Don't nothing go down in my house. It's 100% hard, baby. Sure, I jack a few fools. I give them the pain. But sometimes it's about intimidation, you know? Nice. I, I was actually going to make a wager before this segment. You were going to go with the Mean Joe Green ad. <laughs> I mean, that would have been a good wager. It's the obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, what I picked, and, you know, like you guys, I, I was coming at it from different angles. I, I guess this is probably just the creative director. I mean, I just love the Pepsi ad from 1996, which is like a security cam footage of the Coke guy, and he fills, he's filling the, um, the, oh, and the, all the cans fall out? No, he's filling all the Cokes. He's putting on the Cokes in the um, refrigerator and at this convenience store. And then he stops and he takes a Pepsi out of the next one over and drinks it. Yes. And they, just, they play Your Cheating Heart. And it's just super simple, but I was like, man, that's whoever came up with that, you know, props to them. That's a nice tight ad. That's a good ad. So... Uh, I, I also wanted to mention uh, back when Doritos had the Doritos Super Bowl commercials, uh, the three of us made one of those. Yes, we did. Milk. And, that's right. and Maestro, I believe you you have a starring role in there where you're, you're a dad who gets some Doritos and you say sweet. And- sweet. 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 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm gonna put a link to it in the show notes. I watched it again today, and it's still it's hey, still really good. I really enjoy it. I'll probably tweet about it this we week. We were robbed. I gotta yeah. tell you, we were robbed. So, and mentioning Twitter reminds me, you can follow Sports Wednesday at at Sport Wednesday. That's singular Sport Wednesday on Twitter. Uh, Coach, you want to tell us uh, what somebody had to say to you this week about Twitter? Yes, uh, somebody had. Um mentioned that I was getting railed by some podcast that was just (laughs) destroying me on everything that I do. And (laughs) yes, I'm tagging you a little too much, but I just have a a real good time, like, you know, bringing up your failures and and retweeting them. No, I I want you to celebrate that. I do. I I really do. (laughs) I had the same exact experience with someone who said, yeah, Longley's getting into it with some sports website. (laughs) I also want to say, you know, Last year, there were some some political commercials, and I really I admire the companies for doing that. I really like the eighty four lumber one, um, you know, which was like a short film of this this mom and her daughter migrating from Mexico in, and it just ended with that you know strong anyone with the desire to to work is welcome here. Um, risky, I think, risky commercials, but uh, I you know applaud them for it. Yeah, I. I Every year they always have one or two of those, and they they always try to throw in there. There was a tearjerker one. Um, I want to say that was controversial because it ended with the kid being dead or something. Oh yeah, that's that's the nationwide dead kid commercial. Yes, that's exactly right. And so that's some of these big companies want to use their. I mean, they're paying five million dollars for thirty seconds, and they want to use it to like align themselves with the cause. And that was actually supposed to be about household safety and they had focus grouped it with a lot of people. And, uh, I think, I think many people think it was the most ridiculous commercial of all time. Oh, it's absolutely up there for me. And I will note that, uh, the, the year following that nationwide uh, had a much tamer message and much lighter Procter and Gamble's big message was turn off the faucet while you're brushing your teeth. That's what the dead kid got us. I actually know a bit of the people who were involved in that ad. Oh, do you? Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I will say if their intent was to be talked about the next day, they were certainly successful. Oh, they killed it. Water cooler, all about that. How about you, Hank? What do you think about these political or socially aligned commercials? Um, hmm. I don't like them. You like them or don't like them? No, I don't like them. You don't I'd, like rather, them. I'd rather be entertained. I'd rather get a good laugh. I gotcha. Um, watching the Grammys the other night was was really painful. For that uh, reason, for that reason, everything was political. We could have a whole show about the Grammys too. Boy, there's something that doesn't need to be on anymore. Oh, I know. <laughs> Just doesn't. Let's shut it down. <laughs> but I digress. Okay, that's a little strong anti-Grammy sentiment. There. Sorry, that I, I let my, I let my <laughs> get rid of Chief Wahoo. Get rid of the Grammys. Now we can go. <laughs> Yeah, okay. you that. Well, let's move on to s- snacks. Uh, Super Bowl snack. It's a big snack day for me. It's one of the few times I, in a, with my kids, I've always taken them to the store on Super Bowl Sunday morning. I'm like, you can get whatever you want for snacks, and they just love doing that. What oh. are you guys? What are your some of your top snacks? So we do that too. And and I was thinking about what my favorite snacks, and there's so many. I mean, so many different types, but the one that makes me, and it's simple, but the one that I just love, and it has to do with options is I love tortilla chips, which are good. And then I like to have a good salsa and a good queso and a good guac option. 
So I like to have three options so I can go, do I feel like salsa on this chip? Nope, I'm gonna go so I'm gonna go queso or a little queso, little salsa, top it with guac. I love having options. That's my favorite. Wow. That's a pretty complicated snack regimen. Hey, it how is. about you? You know, I, I like to keep it simple, but my simple is is got a nice variety in it, and that is uh munchies. Oh, I'm the bag munch. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. the bag munchos? Munchos, yeah, I'm sorry, munchos. It's okay. Munchos. And they're like, what are they, like a fried onion or something? No, 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 no. Oh, the one, like a snack mix, right? The snack mix, the Frito-Lay. It's got Doritos in it. It's got uh, pretzels. pretzels. It's got Cheetos. It's all in one bag. Nice. I'm going to look for that. No, I did not know about that. And it, it's yeah. munchies. It's not munchies. It's munchies. It is munchies. Yeah, yeah it's munchies. Yeah. There was a chip called Munchos, but I think it like got phased out in 1974. Introducing Munchos from Frito-Lay. It's the all-new potato snack, not a potato chip, a potato crisp. Munchos? You see, there's more to a muncho. They're thicker than potato chips, so they're crisper with more potato flavor. Munchos! I thought that was a li- well, I thought that was a lineman for the Bengals back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's Anthony Munoz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Munoz. <laughs> I love Munoz. A good, good bag of Munoz is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, if Munchos comes back, they have to get Anthony Munoz. Oh, why wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. Well, you guys know I'm a Tostino's pizza roll guy. For some reason, we only buy it for the Super Bowl. Every once in a while, I'll like buy it in June and I'll make them and uh, it, I'll be like, this is weird. Why am I eating these? It's not the Super Bowl. But that's always the, the treat that I go for. They're great. They really are. It's like pizza in but, a roll. But I got to tell you, after I, 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 have a, I have a number, like after seven – I eat the eighth and ninth one. I think there's there's a threshold. You're yeah, it's, pushing it. It's well, like, if, if you don't burn your tongue on the first one, too, I mean, that's always a battle. True, but a yeah. co- and also a cold cold pizza roll, oh, not good. Not well, good. I love them. Almost as bad as the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is really shaping up to be the things that we want retired. So yes. Move on to the Grammys and Munchos, <laughs> Anthony Munoz, and Tostino's Pizza Rolls. Very no, nice. I, I agree with you. It's tricky because when they first come out, they are too hot. And then there's like a limited time where there's, there's the window. exact right temperature. Yeah. You better and get at that window. So if there's, if there's three or four left on a tray and you know they're cold, do you still dive in if you're a little bit hungry? If you're a little yeah. Bad? Like if, if I'm cleaning up, I eat them instead of throwing them out. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, the fact that I know they're bad is that I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any, I don't, this is do as I say, not as I do. I still eat them. Yes. I do what Pete just said. I absolutely I eat them. I can't throw them out. I can't picture any sort of uh, pizza morsel being left behind at the Longley house. No, my God. There's no <laughs> chance. No chance. Nice. Okay. Well, uh, that was a good segment on snacks, guys. Yeah. Um, I guess we just want to remind everybody to go to hoopsters.store, sign up, and you could win a Chicago White Sox lapel pin. You're really you're really up in your game now. People are going to be <laughs> running to this. I think we're going to have to revisit the second commercial. I, I'm, I just never can put my heart into it after the first one. I think we'd, I'd rather just to have a maestro harmonica segment. I think we need a hoopsters jingle. I got I got some homework. You nice. do. Nice. Okay, Maestro, you got any music for our transition to Act Three? Well, I guess we're not trans- transitioning here. I wanted to do Super Bowl picks coming out of Tostino's Pizza Rolls. 
Yeah, that would have been a good segue. Yeah. Okay. Well, work on that transition. That wasn't a strong one. (laughs) (laughs) So, so first of all, when we do the show, we have a show sheet, which is a shared document and, you know, it kind of lays out what we're doing and people can add stuff to it. And controversy just erupted in the middle of the show sheet this afternoon where (laughs) I had put in there that Longley and, and Hake had a bet, which was made last week on the game. And Longley took New England into points and then, it said seven when exact the line was actually 5.5. And so he wrote a couple very curt sentences about what the line was and how he was suspect. But the best part was he didn't, he didn't boldface him. He actually uh, did a red background. I highlighted it in red. I didn't think you could do that in there. Oh, I know my, I know my Google, Google docs. And so, and, and what I was trying to get at there was, I, I went back, Hake picked the Eagles to win 30 to 17. I picked the Eagles 27, 24, but you, Matt, you didn't give us a score. Correct. In fact, yeah. What you said sounded more like this. I'm very, very confident in picking the New England Brady's and, and they should win by at least seven. This, this, they'll cover. And I'm going to eat, I, hopefully I don't eat those words. I, pretty confident i'm not going to it sounds like me so that's what i that's where that seven came from okay. was, Very confident. you need to give us a score because we need to see who's going to be the closest over all right but, I, I i have the score it's going to be 31 okay to 20 31 to 20 and i'm even going to tell you what's going to happen how about that i'm going to tell you that your little eagles are going to be it's going to be 28 20 and they're going to think that they have a chance that they just have to make a stop and they can they can come down and score and tie it. And Brady's going to have like a third and 22 and he's going to throw a, a pass first down, two more runs, field goal, they're up by 11. Hearts are pulled right out of the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, there you go. New England wins another one. Spoken spoken like a true fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> he does love I, the New England Brady. I do love Brady. <laughs> Well, that's certainly a script that we've seen before, and it wouldn't surprise me, but I, I am really just hoping for the sake of everybody I ever have met from Philadelphia that the Eagles win. I think that's a long-suffering fan base that could use a W. Yeah, they're not doing a real good job with their fan base and having a very good reputation right now, though. No, but I do like that they were wearing dog masks. I do love that. That is They've been cool. underdogs every week, yeah. Yes. So you two have a six-pack side bet here. And Longley, you have New England minus 5.5, and the line dropped to four today, and I don't know why. Can anybody clue me in? I think the the reason why the line drops is that a lot of people are taking taking Philly. Okay. No, flip that. Uh, If the line drops five and a half, yeah, people are taking – Philly, right? Philly, yeah. That's, yeah, because yeah, they're giving too many points. So Philly, it's like, heck yeah, I'll take five and a half. Now they're dropping it, so now they only get four. Yeah. So that's there's a lot of action, and it's happening, and the Eagles are taking it. I did read that someone made a million-dollar bet on the Eagles. I know. I hope he has more than one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it was it was M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the twist at the end. Oh, the, I just told you the twist. <laughs> But I really I bet for New England. <laughs> I do want to clarify the bet, though. I want to make sure. Okay. We have to decide if the six-pack, is it winner's choice or loser's choice? It's got to be winner's choice, right? 
I don't want you. I don't want to win, and you bringing me like Mick Ultra or Bud Lime, or I, chocolate beers, or chocolate beers. It's got to be winner's choice. Are we agreeing on that? Man, you are just oozing the confidence here. No, I. Nice. We could do winner's choice. I okay. know you're gonna you're gonna pick High Life Light anyway. So of course, I'm always gonna make it easy for you. Or some some sort of wheat that you can <laughs> that you can share with Ruby and put a slice of orange in it. Sorry, you'll probably get a saison. Getting harsh here. It well, is. if you guys could throw a grape soda in that six pack, I'd be happy to lift one up with you. <laughs> of course, we will. Okay, we're now all watching. We're, we're all watching the game together, aren't we? Yeah, yes, I hope we, so. Yes. Let's work that out. That long silence is us not working that out. Yeah, we're going to work. <laughs> we never do. We're going to work that out in post. You're just going to put that. In there. That's right. I'm hoping that we get together and that I'm going to be presenting one of you with the Chicago White Sox lapel pin. I yes, that's going to be me. Okay. Okay. So moving on to Act Three, let's have a little transition, Maestro. And that's really cool. I like that a lot. I'm digging, I'm digging the guitar. The pitch pipe was nice, but you know, after a couple of weeks, it wears out its welcome. I'm just winging it here, man. Yeah. Okay, so uh, last week, uh, both of you picked, our, our lock of the week was Mac Basketball. You both picked Buffalo, who was in first place, to beat OU, who was in last place, and you both came in. Uh, I picked Toledo over BGSU, and I also came in. So we had three rights on locks of the week last week. So if you nice. were wait, wagering heavily on Mac uh, Basketball, good. we're a good podcast to listen to. <laughs> yes. Uh, the OU update, they got beat by uh, BG tonight. We are in a bad way this season. They lost by 16. I don't yeah. think we're going to the tournament this year. I don't think so either. We're like 2-10 and 10 now in, in conference play. Did that's a, that's the, a Did you rent the van yet, Pete? I, I haven't. For the Miami game? Yeah. Yeah, I need to. Sneaking up? Yeah, it sure is. I think it's the 17th. Is that right? Yes. Okay. We'll go with that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this week's lock of the week came from uh, Super Bowl prop bets, and I, I pulled the list from SI.com. If you go to SI.com and look for Super Bowl props, you saw all sorts of different things that are being wagered on, and each of us had to pick one. Let's go with Hank. Which one were you picking? So in the text, you know, above the list, they had, um, I thought, one that was pretty funny, and it brought in a little bit of uh, NHL stuff. So I'm gonna, I thought I put it in the... You did, I think. I need the height of the person. Them. Yeah, it was. Um, Shit. What'd you do? Who yeah. will be taller? The first player to score in the Vegas Golden Knights game on Super Bowl Sunday or the first player to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl? And what are you taking on that? I'm taking the uh, the Golden Knights. They're hot. I think they, they're all like 6-2. Oh, so you think even though. Okay. Go with a hockey player. Go nice. with a hockey player. All right. So you're, you're because Edelman will probably score first, and he's shorter than everybody. That makes sense. And mm. and you own three hockey sweaters, as we pointed out repeatedly. Do I own three? I do have three. You're right. That's right. Nice. I own zero. Maybe, <laughs> if we ever lose like a hockey bet to you, Hake, like you could force Longley and I to wear your hockey sweater for for a photo that we'll put out on Twitter for our legions of followers. There you go. I got some NHL trivia for you, real oh. quick. Okay. Which okay. team? Which team won the All-Star game this year? Oh, the Pacific, right? I think it was the Prince of Wales Conference. <laughs> <laughs> the P- Prince Edward Isle won. P-E-I. P-E-I. Yeah. 
Long, so, Longley is right. It was the Pacific team. So I don't know, Pete, if you're aware, but the uh, NHL, they play like a little tournament. So they have four, they have their four divisions and they play 3v3 tournament. So it's like a, a like a little round robin and then it's just a semi like a semifinal. Yeah. And then the Did winning- you watch it? I watched bits and pieces of it. Was, was it actually- watchable? No, nah, it was kind of boring actually. Was it was it on a channel that people normally get cuz like they play like their <clears throat> games like on Versus or on the 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 um Court TV. I mean, it's a weird channel they play on. It is. It's like one of those, uh, shoot, it's like a major network, but it's their sports channel. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I, I think it was NBCS or something like yes, that. And yeah. Yeah, well, yes, and yeah. Yeah. So, and if you actually were looking for an AFC NFC Pro Bowl breakdown, it's not going to happen. Although the AFC did win that game. I didn't watch it. Uh, I think the, the NHL, had like a primetime NBC thing going, but when I put it on, it was just they were showing dudes in the locker room. So I switched over to the Cavs game. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Okay. So Hake's going with the Golden Knights' first score being taller than the Super Bowl first score. Okay. With the skates on, right? That's the measurement. Oh, okay. okay. Wait, okay. No, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I know. I'm, just, I'm kidding too. Fletch is six foot, six foot two with the afro. <laughs> nice Fletch, Fletch reference. Yeah. All right, your prop bet, Longley. Mine is uh, the announcers. Um, if they will say, and I'm I'm pretty sure if they'll say uh, the city of brotherly love, they just have to say it once. And just I, once, just once. That seems like a that's a lock. That's an over for sure. I mean, unless sure. they know it and then they force themselves not to say it, but I, I'm pretty confident that that's going to work. And I know that's going to happen in the nine hours of pregame, but this is talking game announcers. Game announcers. So from the beginning, yes. Oh, my God. Before it, oh, they'll say it a thousand times. Yep. I, mine, mine is also an announcer's pick, and, and the question was how many times Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth will say dynasty. I almost uh, took that one. Yeah, the over-under is two and a half. I'm going over on that. I think, I think that's for a good sure. Point. We're going to hear Dynasty at least three times. Oh, easily. From so, number seven, because they'll say it at the end. Yep. So those are your locks of the week. I am putting locks in quotation marks this week because these are pretty dicey. They don't uh, use our keen sports minds that gave the coach an one in five walk of the week record. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no worries. Just wanted to bring that up again. <laughs> Do we have a little music. trivia music? Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, that's enticing. I, I thought that was, was the gonna... beginning of Roundabout. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay, so trivia, I asked, I asked uh, you guys to bring a Winter Olympics trivia question and that's because our olympic preview will be next wednesday's uh sports wednesday we'll talk about the winter olympics in more detail unless of course we decide to talk more about the afc nfc pro bowl who wants to go first i can go first all right okay i'm reaching back a little bit to our youth um alpine skiing okay so you guys may be may remember there were uh two american skiers that were brothers the Mayer brothers. I do. Remember, do you guys yeah. remember them? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Do you remember their first names? Phil and Kurt. Ooh, almost. You're half right. It's Phil is one of them. Yep. Um, and I want to say, is it Kevin? Nope. Steve. 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 And they were fraternal twins. They looked like identical twins, but they are fraternal twins. Do you guys, so the, the main question I want to ask, though, is what Olympic or what Olympics did they share the podium for the slalom? Ooh. Uh, 84 is my guess. I want to say it's later than that. I want to say it's 92. Pete, you are right. 84. 84, Sarajevo. Wow. Uh, Phil, Phil won gold and Steve won silver. So they were twin brothers on the podium, gold and silver for slalom. I think that's pretty badass. That's pretty badass. Quite a moment. Uh, yeah. By the way, if you look up any of the Olympic facilities from the Sarajevo Olympics, they've all been destroyed by war. It's very sad. Oh, all oh. right, moving on to coach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. After that, Pete. <laughs> pitch pipe. D key of D there. I've just been pitch piped in a minor key. Okay, so mine is going to be a multiple. Mine's going to be get close. So we're, okay. So mine is has to do with the sport of luge which we all said we love. Um, and I want to know if you guys have any concept on how fast they go. So this is going to be really, there's, there's going to be a bonus question too. But the first is, I'm going to give you within, what do you think is fair? Five miles an hour? I'll say 10. Of how fast do you think the average speed of luge is for at the Olympics? What, they, what, they, what the last Olympics, what the average was? I'm going to say 75 okay. miles an hour. I'm going to say 60. Okay. Hake, it is 85. So Hake is within the 10 miles an hour. 85. Nice. Now, here's the bonus. The bonus is what is the top speed? And I'm going to make this one, since we know 85, I'm going to make this within five. What is the top speed recorded ever on a track? Pete, I'll let you go first this time. I'll say 92.1476. Okay. Ooh, I'm going to go I'm going to go with uh, 102. 102. Okay, Hake, you missed it. Pete, you got it. It was the 95.69 miles per hour. Damn. In a track in, in Whistler, Canada, and it was prior to the 2010 Winter Olympics. 95 miles an hour on a luge. That's that's got to be insane. That's balls to the wall. <laughs> Yeah, it totally is. Luge is not something you can just do. Like you can't go outside to play as a kid and go luging. No. You know, unless you live in Lake Placid. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of luge tracks. You can't go to Lake Placid like with your family and, and ride a bobsled down the track. It's called the bobsled experience. Oh, that, I've seen that. They had that on The Amazing Race. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'd do it sometime. I would too. Okay. Okay, guys, I'm going to go to to hockey. Now, we all know the USA men's team won gold in 1980. No way. Mm -hmm. The Miracle on Ice, a big important moment of our youth that we can share some memories of if we want. What other year did USA win gold? Oh. Can you throw us a bone? Was it earlier or later? Earlier. Oh, God. Earlier. I'm going to say it was 1948. Was there an Olympics in 48? Yeah. <laughs> was there? There was. There was. I'm going to say 1956. 
Hexaclosis was 1960. Oh. 1960 team, and uh, those Olympics were held in Squaw Valley, California. And I've known this fact my whole life, and suddenly I thought, I've never heard of Squaw Valley outside of this this fact about the Olympics. So I looked it up today, and actually, that, like, that's the mountains up around Lake Tahoe. So oh, okay. Kind of where Sacramento is, but not on the coast, closer to Nevada. Well, there you go, Squaw Valley. So they, mm-hmm. probably, they probably have a loose track there we could check out. I think we should go to Squaw Valley. It sounds pretty sounds fun. Sounds fun. Sounds like a place so for 1960, us. One gold. It's interesting because once I started letting pros in, I thought the U.S. would at least win a gold sooner or later, but we have not. Canada or the Czechs have, have kept us down. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have any Miracle on Ice memories you want to share? I, 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 I remember watching, um, which I now learned when I was older, that it was actually on tape delay, but watching the um, – Watching the Russian game, the the Soviet Union game, yeah. And, yeah, and my dad being you know jumping up and down and being excited, and he was a hockey. He grew up playing hockey in upstate New York, so I mean, I remember watching him being. It, it must have been a great for him. I mean, I, I thought it was cool, but he was going nuts. How about you, Hake? You know what? I I can't remember if I even watched it. I feel like I did, but I feel like it was probably after the fact. So I don't, uh, yeah, I don't have a memory from that. Yeah, I, I do remember watching it with my dad too, just because it's it's probably the only time we ever really watched hockey together. But um, I remember after we won that gold medal, I I bought like from the Scholastic Book Fair at my school <laughs> a little book version called Miracle on Ice, which sort of told the story. Yeah. And then and then before Miracle, the Disney version came out. There was like a made-for-TV Miracle on Ice. Uh, that I was really into too. So I, I loved it. I took that Sports Illustrated cover with the iconic photo and I had it in a frame on my wall yeah, I had, uh, growing oh up. Oh my God, I had that too. Yeah. And then uh, in in the small world category, that was shot by Heinz Klutmeyer and I was served in the Peace Corps with his daughter. Small world. Yeah, because she's like, my dad works for Sports Illustrated. I'm like, what's he do? And she's like, he's a photographer. I'm like, any work I might know? <laughs> yeah, this one. <laughs> Only the most iconic image probably of the 20th century in terms of American Winter Olympics. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, so we'll, we'll get more uh, into the Olympics next time. I think we're going to do like, what's your favorite uh, activity to watch? What would you want to go see in person? And if you were an athlete, which one do you think you could train for and do well in? Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, we'll do some things like that. So that brings us to our final take. Do we have any bluesy music to get us there? Ooh, hold on. Mm, Sweet. Sweet. All right, all right, Coach, you're up for final Okay, so I was going to talk about something else, but as I was sitting here, I just saw an update – um, and we've talked about how the Cavs are a absolute train wreck. And I just found out that Kevin Love broke his hand and he's probably out for two months. Um, so I'm just going to say the drama, if there was drama before, is going to get even deeper and thicker. And I can't wait. I, I love the drama. <laughs> 
I'm going to make a weird prediction, but I, I think that means Kyle Korver is going to get a lot more minutes, <laughs> yeah. and I think he's going to do really well. Yes, he is the medicine they need. I just point out, in those two games that we won, he had 12 points off the bench in both. Coincidence? <laughs> That's right. I think not. I'm going to get a Kyle Korver bottle there you go. if such a thing exists. <laughs> so, all right, Hake, what's your final take? You know, in in uh, in honor of our uh, our first State of the Union with the current uh, president, I wanted to talk about some country club sports. Okay. Um, golf and tennis. So this past weekend, Tiger Woods came back from being off for uh, over a year, play some tournament golf, and he did pretty well. So welcome back, Tiger. Welcome back. And then uh, the Australian back. Open, which is one of the you know the tennis. Um, majors happened over, that finished up over this past weekend with uh, the first Danish woman to win um, a, a tennis major, Wozniaski. She won her first uh, major and then uh, Federer won again. His 20th. Yeah. So he is, he's in the 20 club. He's in the 20 club with a couple other Australian dudes, um, Rod Laver and I can't yeah. remember. And the other guys, so. I do, I do like watching tennis like in the finals of these big major tournaments, but I never know when they're on. Like, I will only well, watch if I happen. That one was on at four in the morning. Oh, yeah. Well, so I tip my visor yeah. to them. <laughs> that's, that's when I'm up watching PBA reruns. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thanks for bringing that up, uh, Hake. And if you know like that stuff's coming up, let us know, and I'll see if I can find it on TV and watch it, and then come back and say semi-intelligent things about it. I mean, normally I wouldn't talk tennis and golf, but the, you know, Tiger coming back was a big deal. Yeah, yeah and, sure. Uh, and that's an Australian Open. That's a, a major tennis tourney. So. Yep. so my final take is: is companies releasing their Super Bowl ads before the Super Bowl? I, I know why they do it. I know what the strategy is, but still, boo. I agree. Yeah, no kidding. I try not to watch them. Like I'll see the link and say Budweiser just released their ad. I don't want to watch it because I, I really do love watching them on game day and really kind of judging them. That's the fun part play. about it. Yeah. I did see the M&M's one where it turns into Danny DeVito. That one I saw the other day. That's pretty funny. I'm not hey, going to sp- lie. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Nice job. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of another Sports Wednesday, guys. How do you think it I went? I think it went pretty well. We're almost under 50 minutes. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I, the the other thing I think is uh, this is the first time I've actually brought a previous Sports Wednesday quote back into a current Sports I, Wednesday. So that's a that was a technological breakthrough for us. <laughs> Any way to slam on Hake is to sl- is go for it. <laughs> okay. Any closing music for us, there, Maestro? Oh, yeah. Sports Wednesday. Man, those are getting so good. Sports Wednesday is a product of Blue Monkey Communications and is produced by me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects in today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Please see the show notes for full details. Good times, everybody. Good times.